Hello and welcome to episode nine of Highway Triple Five. My name is Raquel. On this week's episode, I am featuring my first guest, and it is a very special one to one of my closest friends, Candace Williams. She is currently based out of Colleen, Texas, where she is an artist and businesswoman for Foreign Planet. Hey, girl, thanks for being a part of the show today. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're my first guest. This is this is thrilling. I'm excited, too. What? I'm, like, honored. It, it, was, it worked out perfect, too. I, um, and especially with the topic and everything, I feel like this is just right up both of our alleys. So anyway, I always start my episodes off with what I call a weekly viewpoint, just a little something fun or exciting that happened to me this past week. So since you're the special guest, I was going to ask you if there was anything you wanted to share that you'd like to highlight about your week. It's so weird. So right now I'm learning about common law. And so what's really interesting about my week is I'm just kind of learning how the rich conduct business as their straw man, which if you don't know what that is, it's like the legal fiction name. So the Uh all caps name. Interesting. Okay. What made you like start learning about that? I really feel like my ancestors speak through me sometimes and have led to things that I have no idea why I'm led to it. Love and that. so, yeah, it's it's really interesting to like look at it like that because yeah. we're just naturally affinitive to things. Right. And wow. so they led me to law and looking at legalese and why we are under certain jurisdiction, why they can do certain things and we seem like we have no rights. Mm. Yes. I think I remember one of your TikTok videos, you kind of talked about this topic, right? Yes. Okay. It's really interesting because so many people want to know about it, but like the key thing to know about is like private versus public. Mm-hmm. So public is what everybody knows about. That's what everybody broadcasts about. But mm-hmm. when you move to the private, which is, you know, enacting common law and switching jurisdictions from admiralty law to the law of like man, the mm-hmm. law of So admiralty is like the law of the water. Mm -hmm. Um, And so common law is the law of uh, earth, like the law of the land. Mm -hmm. So it's just really interesting. It's like a whole deep dive. I would love to talk about this on another. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm like intrigued. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, Well, for okay. So for my weekly viewpoint, it's not about studying anything. Like, I feel like you're (laughs) on a whole other level. (laughs) It's a hyperfixation, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I my weekly viewpoint is the fact that I got my first little garden harvest from my own garden. And so does that mean it grew something? Yes, and I haven't had oh a garden gosh. in years. Literally. I mean, living in Texas, you know, Candy, where my apartment was. Like I didn't have a yard or anywhere to plant stuff, but here in Oregon, before moving here, I manifested that I would have a house. With a yard. I didn't want an apartment and I didn't want just parking lot in my front yard, you know? And so I was very specific about that. And I actually share the yard with my landlord. So we both planted a bunch of veggies and berry bushes and we help each other out with watering and weeding and all, all that. And this week I picked some tomatoes and cucumbers and girl, let me tell you, they were so delicious. And I've been spending a lot of time like out in the garden, especially in the evenings, because it's the perfect time to water. 
And then I grab a book and I sit in my hammock for a good hour or two before going to bed and I watch the sunset and I look at all my pretty garden things. And yeah, it's my favorite way to end a hot summer day. And this week has been pretty warm during the day, but the evenings, it just cools down and I get to spend it in my garden. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Would you say that like growing your own food, you definitely can tell that your energy is in the food? Do you feel like that's what make it good? Oh my gosh, yes. Especially especially with watering I don't know what it is about like the watering part of it that I'm just like like nurturing it you know because like it's different than like the actual planting of the vegetable or you know the seed or whatever but then like taking care of it and like watching it grow based off of the water that I provide and then the sunlight and just oh my gosh it's just it's just amazing I love it so much they're literally doing studies right now on like plants and their sentience level. Mm-hmm. And so with all of that, like you're literally like communicating with it. Mm-hmm. They've done studies where like they feed like a plant or like an animal poison and they just speak to it really positively. Mm-hmm. And the plants that they spoke to positively and they fed the poison, it was like they almost like reversed the effects of the poison wow. because of the positive affirmation. Right. <gasps> I love that. I just got chills. I love that. It's, it's crazy. It's wow. so interesting. Well, and I feel like just spending time with mm-hmm. the plants is a lot too. I mean, like I I posted um, a video recently of me doing yoga out in my yard, like in front of my garden. And like you could see the sunflowers behind me and the tomato plants and everything. And I just felt like during my time doing yoga, like they were actually like moving with me. And it was so fun. Like we were just like having a great, perfect like yoga morning in the garden. And it was, I don't know. I just feel like I have this like bond with my plants now. No, you literally do. They say as an awakened human, like just basically meaning you have um, masculine and feminine and Mm -hmm. you synced those. Mm -hmm. They say that when you breathe, because you are so aligned, the entire universe breathes with you. So it's very true that they yeah. were like moving with you and everything. Oh, I love that. But yeah, that's just been like, that was just a major thing for me this week. Just every, every evening, literally just going outside and spending time in my garden. So anyway, that was my weekly viewpoint. Um, okay. But yeah, so, okay. For this episode earlier this week, I put a poll on my Instagram about what topic my listeners wanted me to cover in my next episode mm-hmm. and astrology and birth charts won by like 64%. <laughs> so oh, we are going to break down what astrology is and how to find your zodiac signs and all the things in as simple of a way as possible. Um, but to my listeners, keep in mind that Candy and I have been studying this for years, so don't think it will all make sense to you, like, right off the bat. I mean, we're going to try our best to simplify terms and whatnot, but think of this as a stepping stone for your own research. Like, take what you learn from us and go study more. Like I always say in all of my episodes, I wish I had someone to go to for all these things and, like, learning, like, just, you know new information like you don't really know where to start and you're just kind of like okay I want to know more but I don't know how no, to the terms can be or so the terms yeah it really can be I, me- I remember when I first started like diving deeper into this I was just like I will never 
remember literally what, like conjunct right i will like, never what remember what zodiac is in what month or which one's an yeah. earth sign or a water you know like i was just like overwhelmed but you take step by step to start off candy what what is astrology tell us tell us what it is so like it's the study and specifically the type of astrology that we're talking about today is literally studying where the planets were at when you came into this world mm. So like a snapshot, basically, of yes. the sky. Yes, love exactly. that. Exactly. Because if you think of us as these celestial beings, we like came through portals. Mm-hmm. And when we study like the stars and things, it is almost as if we're studying the very portals that brought us in and what we're here to like live out, you know? Exactly. So what would what would you say to people who, I mean, like, I'm sure you've had these interactions where people are just like, oh, I don't believe in that. Like, I don't. I don't believe in astrology. Like what would be your response to somebody like that? <laughs> Cause I know what mine is. So I want to hear what yours is. Um, it would be like them saying, I don't believe in science. Ooh. Okay. So astrology is not a belief, right? So mm. belief is something you have to have faith in mm-hmm. that, that there's no proof of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Astrology is literally a science mm. and that's the only thing that I come across when people say that to me it is almost like I translate I've heard about this and I've heard about it with judgment Mm -hmm. so like let's say they're Scorpio and someone told them about Scorpio but they fucking hated Scorpios Uh you know Mm -hmm. the judgment that comes with that they're like I'm kind of closed off to this they didn't they didn't like read me like that was not even me at all Uh you know so it's like this to understand a sign it is I feel like I, I like to tell people that you are still so unique. Mm -hmm. Like I could show you a chart and yes, I can chart you out, but that's still, it doesn't mean I know who you are. It just means I know some things that might be major themes in your life or or traits you might have. But like people feel like we kind of have them mapped out and it makes them feel ununique and unspecial and undivine. And it's like, no, that's not at all. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. So that's like my response to people who are like, I don't believe in astrology. I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably haven't seen the science behind it. You're probably going by people's like opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. When when I've had people say that to me, I'm just like, OK, I like to ask them, like, what do you know about it? Like what yeah. what why don't you you know believe in it, quote unquote? And nine so out of ten times. Back. Yeah. Nine out of ten times. They're just like, well, like just because, you know. I'm a Pisces doesn't mean that I'm this and that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, that's a hundred percent valid. Like that's just because, yeah, just because you, that's your sign. It doesn't mean that you're going to have that characteristic. Not every Pisces is going to have that characteristic because that's when I bring up the whole birth chart because I'm like, just because your sun sign is Pisces. And then I go into like the moon and rising and they're like, wait, there's more. And I'm like, Oh honey. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, there are planets there are the different you know zodiacs and they're like oh and I'm like yeah like you said it's a science so um okay so birth charts then so um let's talk about that like what you know what is needed to find your birth chart and then what do what program do you usually use to pull it up so I'm an AstroSeq user, and so it's okay. kind of like this astrology website that has mm-hmm. a compilation of all the different kinds of astrology. So it doesn't even have, so today um, what I specialize in or what I kind of have been studying, because, you know, when you understand astrology, there's so many different um, house 
charts to use. So right. you're talking about tropical or Western astrology. Mm-hmm. And so um, with that, you'll just need like your birth time, your birth city, um, you know, the exact birthday. And with all of that, you can create a birth chart. And your birth time is like super important because it creates your rising sign, which kind of sets up your house systems. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And what would you, what would you say to someone who doesn't know their birth time or they aren't like a hundred percent sure on the exact time? Cause you're saying like, it has to be specific down to like the minute, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what it's if it's a two hour isn't... time frame, but okay. yeah, I, I would say that like, if they didn't know it, mm-hmm. don't freak out. Honestly, the house placements, as well as like, even just like with the rising sign, all of that is very kind of like advanced, honestly, understanding just the base chart, which you can get with just your birthday and your birth city. Mm-hmm. That's like the most important starting point. Right. And you, as you learn, you can honestly figure out your rising sign. Right. I agree. I agree. And I, I have had some people who, um, I know you said there's like the, the two hour window or whatever. But what I like to do is really encourage people if they don't know like their exact minute of their time if they're just like oh yeah I was born between you know say 12 and 2 um I was born between 12 and 2 and I'm like okay if you could pick a number like what does your soul resonate with and they're like oh like 135 I'm like cool like that's like I feel like that's them tapping into their intuition and knowing something that their conscious mind doesn't know and Mm -hmm. if it's within that two-hour window then fuck it like there you go (laughs) like you know you're right People yeah. usually do kind of have like this idea of what the time is. Yeah. They're just usually gaslit out of it. Like, no, that's not it. You know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just having someone trust their intuition and just be like, okay, like what number do you feel um, yeah. resonates most with you? So anyway, um, as far as birth charts, I, so you use, you use AstroSeek, um, which is a website. And then I usually use just astrology things, which is a really fun one. Um, they have a really easy birth calculator template that you it's easy to pull up and it's also easy to like read if that makes sense because I know a lot of them can be a little complicated especially for beginners but anyway so let's dive into the big three so you were saying you need to know the time the location and then obviously like the day you were born so what do those represent in a chart so you're like time I believe is like has to do with your um so this one is a little gray area for me but your time is like the rising sign your house system your Mm -hmm. sun sign is literally like what the sun planet was in when you were born Mm -hmm. so it's kind of the day it's Mm -hmm. like that date that you're putting it in Mm -hmm. and then um with the moon I feel like they're kind of using like the location that's my guesstimate. That's where I, I'm guessing. The other right. stuff is, is more like factual. Like this one is more of my estimated guess. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's what I've always said, actually, too. So sun is based on the day, moon is the location, and then the rising is the time. Because I've yes. tried pulling up charts with just the day and the location, and it won't give me a rising sign. No, it's really funny, too, because my moon is in Cancer, and I was literally born like in the ocean, like in Puerto Rico. so it's like so factual (laughs) that makes sense I love it okay let's talk about your chart so your sun sign what is your sun sign 
So it's really interesting. Um, I thought my sun sign was an Aquarius all my life because my birthday is February 18th. Now, this is where your birth time and everything, all the information comes into really important play. So when you look at February 18th, it is the in-between date between Aquarius and Pisces. Mm -hmm. And so when I entered my birth time in, it says that I'm zero degrees Pisces. Oh, interesting. Okay, I actually remember you when you discovered this. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, and honestly, it made like when I shifted from the identity of being an Aquarius to a Pisces, uh -huh. I was received better. I was treated more authentically as my true self. Wow. It was just really interesting, like the switches that happened. So your sun, sun is in Pisces. Pisces. Yes. Perfect. Okay. And then about what about your moon? My moon is in Cancer. Okay. Oh my gosh, I love Cancer Moons. I actually have several friends who have Cancer Moons, and I just love them. I, I do. Like, me and Aries really get along, so I could totally... Cancer and Aries, I don't know if they're compatible with the sun signs, but in other placements, I feel like the nurturing aspect... Yes, really exactly. Like, yeah. Yes, okay. And then your rising is... Cancer as well. Okay, so double Cancer, and then... Okay, perfect. So that's so funny. We both have doubles in our charts. So I'm um, Aries sun, Aries moon, and then Taurus rising. So that's, mm. yeah. And when I found out about <laughs> having an Aries sun and moon, because like I always knew I was an Aries, right? But then when I actually yeah. did my chart and was starting to study all this, I was like, this makes so much sense. <laughs> no, so, it really does. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit about each of those three signs. And to our listeners, those are typically what people call your big three. Um, so yeah. if anybody were to ever be like, oh, what's your sign? And then you shoot back with, well, I'm an Aries sun, Aries moon. You know, like, people will be like, yeah. okay, they kind of know their shit. <laughs> That's so how I, I kind of gauge people, too, when I first No, them. definitely. <laughs> when, when someone tells me that, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You then we know, this. we know. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> So yeah, so, so sun, sun, moon, and rising. Let's go into that. Okay. So I'm going to start with sun because that's kind of what everybody knows. You know, mm -hmm. that's the popular thing. Mm -hmm. So your sun is your ego or your identity. Now, I don't want to use ego in the sense that it's the negative. I want to put it as like the self-expression, like what you self-identify as. Mm -hmm. So that is what your sun sign is. It's kind of like what you would say, like Raquel is this, Candace is this. That's our sun sign talking. Okay. And so our rising sign, which is that, you know, the rising is the chart rule or not the chart ruler, but like it's usually the first house. Mm -hmm. um, so my rising sign is in cancer. And that means that when people first meet me, they get this like, so the rising sign is, what people view of you when they don't know you and then to double that and make it like even more interesting is it is also your life theme mm, okay so that's why they say sometimes you can transcend your sun sign and start moving into your rising sign interesting kind of like what you're here to be right right would you say that rising sign is like what you are in like social settings, basically, like how people like people's first impression of you. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like cool. the waiter at a restaurant, mm -hmm. like what they would be, they'd be like, Oh, if I could guess your sign, I'd guess this. They're probably guessing your rising. Thing. You know what? Okay. <laughs> I have a perfect example for this. Okay. So I, I don't know if I told you this actually candy, but I don't know. My listeners probably don't know this either, but 
I help out at a local um, tap house. So we have like ciders and beers that are like all locally made and it's, it's a great environment, but I was working, I was working there the other day and I got to talking obviously about Zodiacs and um, I was chatting with somebody like across the bar and he and his girlfriend. um, So he's an Aries and then his girlfriend is a Libra and in the past, I've had interactions with this gentleman before, with the boyfriend. Okay. Um, I've had interactions with him before. And the last time I actually had an interaction with him, he had mentioned that his birthday had been recent. And this was back in like April. So my birthday had just happened too. And he was like, yeah, I just, my birthday was, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I, in my head, I'm like doing the math. I'm like, okay, he's an Aries. And I'm like, oh, so you're an Aries? And he was like, I love that about us. I know, right? I, I love it too. But this man is like, oh, you're one of those? Okay, no, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. So he walks away. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that was about. Clearly, I touched a nerve or something. I'm sorry. Ooh. And I was about to say, like, I'm an Aries too. So I don't know why the fuck you're getting offended. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So that was the last interaction. And then when I was working the other day and I was chatting with him and his girlfriend, I was like, we talked about, I don't remember how we got on the topic of Zodiacs. And he was like, yeah, well, I'm an Aries. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, how do you know? And I was like, because the last time we had a conversation, I guessed, told me. yeah, I was like, I guess that you were an Aries because you told me that your birthday was recent. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, wait, what are you? And I was like, I'm an Aries too. And he was like, really, what's your moon and rising? And this fucking dude was like asking me all these questions about like a whole chart. And I'm like, who are you? Because the last time we talked, you were very opposite this. And I'm like, I'm an Aries sun and moon. Yeah. I was like, I'm an Aries sun and moon and a Taurus rising. He's like, damn, you're a double Aries. And he's like, then why are you like so outgoing and like so friendly? And we're having this conversation like while you're at work and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, he was like, do you just put on like a fake? Like, do you just put on like a front when you're around people? Because Aries are like really stubborn and like aggressive and stuff. And like, that's not the vibe you're giving off. And I looked at him, Ooh. and I, I know. And I looked Toxic at him. masculinity. <laughs> I looked at him, and I was like, honestly, no, I'm not being fake whatsoever. But when I am in a work environment or a social setting, I really, really tap in to my Taurus rising. Because Tauruses, at least I feel, can be very friendly can get along really well with people they're very grounded so they're just like chill and so when I'm in a work environment and a work headspace I tap into that like majorly because my Aries gets so overstimulated and I like people annoy the fuck out of me so I'm just like I can't do this I just have to tap into the the Taurus energy what do you think about that like does that resonate with you at all I'm interested because with my understanding of the signs, my father is a Taurus. I was raised by different Tauruses. They mm-hmm. do not give me friendly. So I'm almost wondering if really? his judgment, like his judgment was off. Aries are way more, Aries will talk to people they might not even like. Like Taurus will not, a Taurus will not fuck with you if they do not fuck with you. <laughs> Why do I feel like that's so different with me though? Because I feel like my Aries will like who I am, like you were saying, like Raquel is like Raquel does not like people. 
I like, would I even, get, I get I would so even annoyed you. So <laughs> I would, I want to take you back to when you and Angel were, um, you know, having fun with his friends and just kind of getting to okay. know his friends. Yeah. Do you remember when you felt some type of discordance and so you kind of reverted into your shell? Yes. Okay. So that was actually your Taurus. Aries would have been like, I'm burning this bitch down. <laughs> Aries is way it Aries is about it Taurus is reserved so they're almost you have to think of Tauruses as like when they get upset their throat chakra closes off Aries literally opens up okay so but I've met other people who have Taurus risings and but you know what this might be Mars related oh is that what it is I totally think so because you know how we act out our signs is the Mars, our aggression, our like just our masculine, how we how we do. Girl, my Mars is in Leo. Period. And that's uh that is what a party maker, a host. You gotta make sure everybody's having a good time. Like yeah. period. So that is funny though, he had the judgments of Aries. I wonder if that's just how he feels about himself. Well he, no, he admitted it. Aries. He admitted it. Yeah. He's like whenever yeah. I'm working or whatever, when I'm around people, I have to put on a front. And I'm like, what mm. do you mean by that? And he's like, I just have to pretend. And I'm like, oh, interesting. So then we kinda like I don't know, we kinda like the conversation mm-hmm. kinda dwindled and I got busy with work and stuff, so I couldn't really like finish the conversation. But yeah. um but then, his, yeah, his girl. Oh, so he was an Aries moon. Or sorry, Aries sun, Scorpio moon. And then I forget what, what he said was. his rising was. Yeah, I forget what he said his rising was. I'll have uh, next time I see him. But I was like, how dare you be like so opposite of when, when I first asked But the Scorpio you moons, I know, are reserved as fuck. So that's totally related to why he feels like he has to like almost put it on a front or anything like that. Because... Maybe. You know, you know, Scorpio, when yeah. it comes to like close emotions and stuff, that's mm-hmm. not even something they can openly share with their partner all the time. Mm-hmm. So people they don't know, I could see them just kind of to make it being like, OK, cool, I'm just going to play this front. But yeah. it's also to like keep people away from really diving deep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Scorpio moon, so Angel's a, <laughs> Angel's a Scorpio sun and moon, and then his rising is a Leo. So... It's super funny, and I notice that I see this almost every day, because when he's home, when a Scorpio is, like, relaxed, they're very quiet, not, you know, not talkative, they're just very, very chill, and then, but when he's out, like, in social settings, this man is a totally different person, and it's not fake, like, he's genuinely a funny person, he's genuinely, like, interested in people, but he's, like, he can make friends with a rock, like, I'm serious, and I'm like, what? where did this come from and then when we come home he just like totally like not shuts down but he just he's home you know what I mean and he just like rests but when he's out and about this man his Leo rising is just all about I don't know and he just attracts people to him left and right he was he went to AT&T the other day to fix his phone and (laughs) and he comes he's there for like two hours and and he finally comes home and I was like dang they took that long to like fix your phone it wasn't that big of a deal or whatever and he's like oh yeah I just got to talking the guy gave me his number we're gonna like go out for drinks and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> like, but I wonder so if it's so his Leo is the rising right yeah so what if he's the outgoing to the rock right but what if when you know you're you're rising as a Taurus so what if you're the rock and people come up to you with all these conversations and all these and you're like oh okay yeah let's get into it <laughs> I, I mean I don't know I feel like I feel like when Angel and I go out together, mm. people 
are really attracted to him and like will strike up conversations with him and I'm just kind of there which I'm not complaining about I actually I actually like it I'm more of just like I don't know I'm just more of reserved when we're in those social settings that's why when I'm saying when I'm in like a work environment and I'm having to talk to people and I'm having to sell drinks and like you know interact and like recommend things or whatever I turn I like turn on that like part of me that's like able to talk to people because in reality I would rather just not if that makes sense but I think I think this is all about understanding Taurus because um my father's similar so like when we're around family and everything he's like a lit up like oh my gosh like all these stories everything but when he's home he's very chill like very like calm relaxed he's not really want to talk too much like he's just chilling so mm. it's so interesting these social versus work dynamics and kind of what they like mean mm-hmm. and and how they like create things but okay the moon so you guys are same sun and moon yeah each. yeah that's dope he's double scorpio i'm double aries and yeah <laughs> so, um it's interesting so, i can get interesting for sure and it makes me think like the moon like uh, and that's another thing about all of this we can tell you like okay yeah your sign isn't this your sign is it we cannot tell you how these signs interact with each other mm-hmm. in your own chart you know what i mean mm-hmm. that is the okay you'll have to taste the cake after you know all the ingredients because we still don't know what the cake is going to taste like <laughs> <laughs> right. right right okay so let's let's dive into sun then so so tell me more about that like you were saying the ego but then yeah. like since that's people's you know that's the sign that everybody knows about themselves right yeah. What? So it's kind of like when you're lit up. Okay. So okay, when you're okay. like lit up and you're shining your light and you're not playing small, you're literally like shining your sun sign. Okay. And then, okay. And then the moon, what would you describe that? I as? would totally say like what you just said about Angel, your moon is like when you're home, when you're mm. around family and friends, they probably know you more for your moon sign. Your moon sign is like, when you close the door to your room and, and the outside world is shut off and you don't have to perform and you don't have to think about what other people think about you, what are you like? Mm-hmm. That is your moon sign. Okay. So then what would you, like, how would you describe, like, take me for example. So I have the Aries okay. sun and Aries moon. Like, does that mean I'm the same? Like when I'm shining brightly and when I'm like in my I, space, you know I what I mean? I would say that. I okay. would totally think that. I would think that like, um, your core identity is integrated with your subconscious identity. Okay. So also it's kind of like, so for instance, in Aries moon, I know Aries moon to like, in this weird way, really like energy in the home. So, so like, expand on that. You might, you might want to play the music loud and dance and like, you know, just kind of have like this party, but at the same time, just as much as, so Aries is a little different than Leo in how it shows this fire, but a lot of people don't like know how compassionate and nurturing Aries is. So I could see it kind of almost looking like a cancer moon in this way, where you have this super comfy house that like, almost in a way you set your house up where like people can come and like relax. Mm-hmm. Whereas Scorpio moon is like, I don't want people here. What are you, what are you saying what are you doing? to me right now? <laughs> That's that's hilarious, actually, because yesterday I got home from work and I was like, babe, uh, I told so-and-so that maybe they can come over this weekend and we can hang out. And he just kind of looked at me like, 
what? And I was like, what? what? You, I, I was like, you met them? Like, you know them? And he was like, we'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't even like, say, like, <laughs> you wanting to hang out after work. Like, that is so, like, Aries moon. Are you wanting to go and do stuff after you're done working? Like, just keeping that energy flowing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, def- I mean, it definitely does depend. Like, if yesterday I worked, like, a 10-hour day, and I was like, no, nothing's happening after this. But then if I can plan out my days a little better and I have some time to, like, rest and recharge, then I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so tell me about your your can- your your chart. So you're the Pisces sun and then the Cancer moon and Cancer rising. What's that like? Because I... I, you know, we had the example of me having the Aries sun and moon. So what's yeah. the cancer rising and moon like? So my rising being the same as my moon is like, sometimes when people don't know me, they literally can like, if I allow them to, because the cancer is kind of crabby like, so if I don't trust someone, I will close off my energy to them and they mm-hmm. won't be able to read me. But on the other end of that, if I'm comfortable, they literally read me as this nurturing being and they can tell that it's like, from my heart Mm. like they can tell that the moon is aligned with the rising like this fake identity in a way like this ego that I've created is very much so aligned to like my inner feelings okay oh interesting I like how you say that and then another aspect I feel like we should totally talk about is like the elements that we're talking about here yes let's let's dive into that for sure okay so let's talk about the elements that rule each sign so there are four elements fire water earth and air so for fire we have aries leo and sagittarius for water we have pisces cancer and scorpio Mm -hmm. earth is taurus virgo and capricorn and then air signs are aquarius gemini and libra for you, you have all water then on your big three. Oh my gosh. I'm a water stellium. Yeah. And then I have the two fires and the earth. It's funny. I was, um, so for water, the Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpios, I literally get along with all three of those signs. And being like a fire sign, is that like weird? Or is what does that say about me? <laughs> um, I feel like it just means you've like understood like who you are. And so you have this balance but you know that earth to your fire you could be attracted to the other elements because you have earth and fire so Mm. water and air could be like you know i'm saying like great friends like love love the connection that they bring because they're so different Mm -hmm. and what do you think the elements like do those play a big role do you think in um knowing what your signs are and like how you operate i totally think so because just like you know, the Aquarius and Pisces thing, people get Aquarius messed up as a water sign. And I feel like they could get their feelings hurt really quickly because Aquarius are not emotionally, like that's not their first response Mm. is to like react emotionally. Like they're very logical. So they might out logic their emotions Mm -hmm. quite like naturally almost. And it, that's not even maybe how they feel, but to a water sign to me, who's like, really empathetic and I just feel all the feels Mm -hmm. I can fake the funk and I can pretend to be detached but it's like lying to myself because I'm not really detached oh interesting okay yeah okay I do think it plays a super huge part in like understanding it more and then you know there's that other aspect of like for instance um 
Scorpio being the fire sign of the water signs. Yes, I've heard that too. That makes it really interesting, you know, with you and Angel, because it's like, oh, wow, we have this (laughs) connection through fire. Right. I think that really ties into um, the ruling planets as well. So let's touch on that a little bit. So, I mean, we can start with the Aries and Scorpio, like you were just saying, because Scorpio... Okay, what do you think about that, actually? Because Scorpio used to be ruled by Pluto or whatever until it, like, was <clears> ruled out as a as a planet. And now it's Scorpio is ruled by Mars and Aries is ruled by Mars as well. So, like, I mean, do you, do you agree with that? Or do you still, I mean, what do you adhere to with the whole Pluto planet? <laughs> I agree to it only in the understanding that, like, with that, through that lens, Scorpio would be the feminine side of Mars so the introversion side which really is what kind of Pluto represents in this weird way like the hidden um the changes the at like the abrupt like Pluto is known to like pull the rug out of your feet so that you can figure out that you can stand without it Mm, okay okay so we have Mars ruling Aries Mm -hmm. Venus ruling Taurus and Libra Mm-hmm. Mercury ruling Virgo and Gemini. Yes. The moon rules Cancer, which I love that because your Cancer is moon. So you're literally like very at home in that probably, right? Yes. I'm <laughs> such a luminary. Okay. And then Leo is ruled by the sun. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Capricorn is Saturn. Aquarius is Uranus. And Neptune is Pisces. Talk to me a little bit about how those affect um someone's personality and i mean we could touch on the planets in a chart if we want to get deeper into it yeah no i love it um i think it does get complicated because Mm -hmm. the planets are um so the signs right are like almost based on constellations and mixing of these different things but the planet itself is this huge like it it rules so much like to understand all that a planet covers and touches over could take just years of study and Mm -hmm. just like for example like leo and the sun Mm -hmm. the sun actually has domain over so many different things that it's like okay that might be have to be an independent study on its own explain to our listeners about the planets themselves like what like, why do they have such a major role in a birth chart or, like, in a person's um, makeup? There's different theories on this. My understanding, though, is we are, we have energetic fields that mm-hmm. emit out of us. Um, and so it kind of includes our biogenetic makeup. And so when you have this connection to a planet, you are then naturally, like, affected by the waves it gives off in the biofield so when we get rid of like the fancy science terms right so when venus comes around and let's say venus in retrograde so like that's what's happening right now so Mm -hmm. the libra and taurus placements have a lot of changes that they're going through because that that planet is going through its retrograde which is changing up the signs Mm -hmm. So it's like, because that energy is within them, they are easily affected by it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sense. Yeah, it does. So a way that I like to explain this, and I love how you brought in the energy, right? Because 
I talk about that a lot in my podcast about how we are energetic beings, right? And energy plays like literally the biggest role in our lives because through energy, everything is connected. It can't be destroyed. It can only be transformed. And we have the power to wield that energy just, and, and we are also affected by it as well. So like with the planets, you're saying like each of these planets has a certain type of energy and it affects us on a human level on this planet earth. So what I like to tell people, like when I pull up birth charts, right? So typically when you, when you pull up your chart, it'll have the planets on the left hand side. And then next to each of the planets, it'll be, there'll be um, a Zodiac sign name. Right. And so each of the planets are, were in that constellation when you were born, correct? Yeah. Let's dive into those planets a little bit more. So like, what do each of the planets um, symbolize on a chart? So just in the different, like, so for instance, um, we did sun and moon. Um, Mercury is communication and learning. Mm. So it's like input, output receiving so it's kind of how you learn how you assimilate information and maybe even output it um moving on to venus venus is the planet of love and Mm -hmm. attraction so your venus sign is literally how you love and how you need to be loved and it's also how you attract things into your life love that what about mars Mars is all about that masculine energy that you have. How do you take those above planets and put them into action? It's your doing planet, mm. which is why they have, they say it like, you know, has to do with like sexual activity or um, sex drive mm-hmm. because Mars itself is masculine, which is the doer. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, sex falls into the doer more than like the receiver of Venus. Okay. And what about Jupiter? So I understand Jupiter to kind of be like how we expand and grow. Oh, I love that. Okay. And Saturn? Saturn, I take as our like dad planet. So it is literally our disciplinary, the limitations and blocks we might like experience in this life, but not in a negative way in like a I'm not giving you all of this cake right now because you would eat all the cake and make your stomach sick. So I'm going to give it to you in pieces so that you can enjoy the cake and also have some left. That's like oh, Saturn's that. vibe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Uranus? Um, I believe Uranus is like, how are we different? How do we shake shit up? Um, it's also like <laughs> kind of our like what we're prone to like changing. So if I could see like if a Uranus was in Taurus, they might not like change that much. Like they're like, what the fuck? And then Neptune. Neptune, I believe, is our emotional world, our dream life, how we kind of connect to spirituality. Um, Jupiter kind of plays into that a little bit with the expansion and growth of philosophy. So it's more of a logical. And then um, Neptune is more like expansion and growth of consciousness and spirituality. I, I remember hearing this metaphor um to explain birth charts and think of a birth chart as a stage uh, Mm -hmm. stage production basically like a screenplay and the planets are 
the characters in the play and then the signs are the actors who play them and then the houses which we'll get into later is each scene that the actors portraying the characters are in what do you think of that I love that that's a really nice like way to break it down and understand it yeah I agree so before we get into what each of the planets stand for and all that let's talk about each sign a little bit because I know when I first started learning about all this I was I had no idea what each sign meant or what their characteristics were or anything like that so um so let's talk about let's go through in order of the zodiacs and we'll start with Aries because we love being first um so Aries so what's what's an Aries like so they're a fire element absolutely um to me Aries give like the forever child Mm. and so even in tarot they're represented as the fool but I love this description of them because I feel like they can kind of play into what is comical but they will slide in truth into like I feel like they use their fool card to inform in like this funny but receivable way mm-hmm. so I find Aries to be like very youthful in their just approach to life like the Aries that I know like you know don't get me wrong we all get down but the way that they approach things is so like fun and just like connecting with that inner child mm-hmm. and because they're so connected with their inner child, I feel like that's why they are also on the opposite end, so nurturing. That's something I don't hear people talk about when they talk about Aries. Aries, yes, they are the one, they're like number one. So they're in this way looked at as being self-centered, but I don't feel like people understand that because they make sure they're good, they can make sure the people around them are good. I completely agree with you as an Aries. I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't understand about us. Because yeah. like I said, like Aries is the first and like we like being first. I, I've never had that mentality of being like, oh, I'm better. Oh, I have to be yeah. first in line. I actually don't like being the first in line. I don't like sitting in the front seat of a car. I don't mm. like that's it's just always something that I've been like, and people have given me crap about it. Cause they're like, aren't you an Aries? Like, don't you want to be like center of attention, like front and center, you know, first or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, no. And I, it kind of tripped me up for a while, but now that you're saying that the way that you described it is a hundred percent on point. That yeah. makes sense. Cause Leo is more of like what you just described. Aries to me is number one because they're kind of like, well, fuck it. Nobody else is going to do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's their vibe so they're I not would, number I would one prefer, I would prefer other people doing it and I'm literally really good, like okay let's get behind this let's do it yeah. like I'm kind of like more of like like you're saying like the nurturer the encourager like let's do it but if if nobody's standing up to the plate I'm like are you fucking serious like let's just do this <laughs> you know they're like okay um, I'll do it fine and then also at like I mean for example like at parties or whatever I feel like I'm always like the mom like I'm always making sure people are good mm-hmm. that they're drinking water like if somebody's crying, like I'm the one like hanging out with them. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I think that plays a lot into like me being the oldest daughter in my family. Like I'm one of seven mm. kids and I'm the oldest daughter and I've always been that way and like had that mindset. Also, um, for listeners who don't know this, um, April first is my birthday, actually. And yes. it's it's April Fool's Day, right? That's what everybody knows it as. But I did a lot of research on that and like 
and it's funny that you brought up the tarot card because Aries is represented as the fool. And then I'm an Aries and my birthday is April 1st and April Fool's Day. And I've gotten shit about that since I was little. But anyway, I got tired of getting so much shit about it. So I like researched it. I was like, why is this day called this, you know? And it turns out that April 1st used to be observed as New Year's Day. And then when the calendar year got all fucked up and you can research that on your own and they decided to turn January into the first month of the year, there were a huge number of people that decided to stay on April 1st and kept uh, like kept that day as New Year's Day to celebrate that. And they were called fools. So Mm. April 1st was called April Fool's Day. And I've always resonated with that because I view my birthday. Yeah, I view my birthday as like a huge thing. Like I'm like, I set my intentions for the year on April 1st, not on January 1st. I know that makes so much sense. Yeah, I've never been like ashamed that my birthday was on April 1st. Like I actually really like it. (laughs) Isn't that funny Um, though? You were like, it kind of like they got known as the fools, but they were on point with the truth. Yeah. They, so it's yeah, like exactly. Aries doesn't mind looking like the fool as long as their self-concept is rooted in truth. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of Aries. Um, yeah. And then let's move to Taurus. Big Taurus Taurus. is an earth element. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I love like the transition of signs even because you'll find like the people who fall into um, Aries Taurus cusp, they have this like such like a grounded fire so moving into Taurus is a little bit more down to earth with things so Aries is like all fire they, they kind of like I, I don't really even see them needing to plan things because of how improv based they are Taurus is like I understand this earth realm so much I almost want to plan everything out mm. and I find Taurus to be really like they have these beautiful, beautiful ideas and the way that they integrate them in is so grounded that they look psychic by how they break down their step by step. Like I would totally put a Taurus in charge of creating an itinerary or like anything like that because they're so good at kind of grounding that idea land. Um, But I know Taurus to be extremely nurturing. Um, They like they're very sensory based. So things that feel good, things that look good, they're into the pleasures of life because they're down to like work hard to get it. The Tauruses that I know really, really, um, they don't necessarily open up that easy. So I feel like as they grow and evolve, the Tauruses that learn to communicate are like top tier level. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they usually have a green thumb or have some type of affiliation with growing or sustaining things. And that might not even look like plants. That might look like a home or a business. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And with my tourist rising, I resonate a lot with that too. <laughs> so yeah. definitely makes sense. So next is Gemini and Gemini is an air sign. So tell me a little bit about Gemini. I have this weird understanding of Gemini. Um, So when you look at these signs, also look at like the um, picture and or icon that represents them. Mm -hmm. And so for Gemini, it's the twins. Mm -hmm. And so to understand the twins is to truly understand Gemini. They have this understanding of both polarities. 
So to an uneducated person, they might look like they switch or they're bipolar, when in reality, they have a tendency to always check in with that other side. Um, and an evolved Gemini is very, very like, they almost like evolved duality. Like they're thinking with right and left brain. They are masculine and feminine. The men you meet are, they have a very good um, relationship. The Gemini men have a really good relationship with their feminine energy. Um, okay, interesting. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever met a Gemini man that like, that I felt encompassed that. Yeah, no, they, they're really interesting too because they're, I find Gemini's to be very sapiosexual. So they want to connect on this intellectual plane. Interesting. Okay. Huh. The air, that air element. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then next we have Cancer. And yeah, I mean, you have Moon and Rising in Cancer. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I do. I definitely know about Cancer. So, like, Cancer is the crab. So, Cancer can be defensive, Cancer can be very protective of their loved ones and of their autonomy and self but on the other end of that once they deem you as like close they are literally soft as fuck so like anything you need they're perceiving it before you need it like they're just they're tending to you they have this natural maternal quality that almost sees past what you're saying you feel and looking into what you're showing you feel so they're super um, intuitive in that way. Um, I find cancers to be really interesting because they let a lot slide out of they don't know any better. Like they treat everybody like their kid in a way. <laughs> I love what you said about them being really nurturing because I have um, a really close friend and her cancer, her moon is in cancer, but then her son is in Leo and before I knew what her sign was, like when we first met, I really picked up on the cancer because she's very, very like caring, very nurturing. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't feel that Leos are that way. And so I was like picking up on this whole like cancer vibe. And then she told me she's a Leo because her birthday's in August. And I was like, dang, girl, you do not give me the Leo vibes at all. Like, I feel like it's a complete opposite spectrum there. But then wow. she was like, oh, yeah. And then she like was telling me about her chart or rather I was pushing her (laughs) to figure out what it was because I was so interested and I was like what's your moon and she's like I'm a cancer moon I was like oh my gosh that makes so much sense you know what I mean yes yes so next we have well next we have Leo so tell us about Leo's so I find Leo to be you know every sign evolves as they grow but Leo um is looked at almost like one of the in stable fires and so when they can stabilize their fire meaning when they learn themselves when they learn when they're pushing too far or they're not getting enough for what they're giving okay so for leo to me is they're caring they're nurturing but nurturing in a way that is like let me show you how to take care of yourself by me taking care of myself like they're gonna up your standards of self-care Okay. And I would even say, like, some Leos will challenge you to put yourself first based on how much they require of you attention-wise. I've seen that in, in a lot of Leos that I know. Yeah, and I don't want to give them any discredit. They totally evolve over time. Like, I Leos agree. start out so, like, little lion, so unaware of, like, 
how their actions affect others or just like how things kind of work because they're still so in a playful mode but as they like evolve they become so compassionate because they've kind of been the wounded lion so they become like oh wow let me give people my warmth and that is how i will gain the attention and admiration rather than acting out or like taking over the stage you know it's like Mm -hmm. they use their nurturing to gain that attention and that's where I feel like they eat and then next we have Virgo Virgo's an earth sign Virgo's one of the signs that took me a little bit longer to understand and it makes sense because it's the opposite of Pisces so how I experience Virgo is Virgos like to come off like things don't like they things didn't phase them like, they're like, mm, that didn't bother me, whatever. But what I know about Virgo is they're so meticulous. Like, this is a Mercury ruled sign. Mm-hmm. They are all in their head about everything. So if they're acting nonchalant, I would even, like, look into, like, their body language or how and just kind of inquisitively ask a little deeper. Because um, oftentimes I think they're kind of like, you don't know yourself. How could you ever know me? Like, that's kind of like Virgo's stance. And I think it's because, I don't know if you ever heard this, but um, at one point in time, Virgo was the other half of Scorpio. Oh, interesting. What the heck? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Persephone and um, what is his name? Uh, The God of the Underworld in Greece. Hades? Yes, Hades. Persephone and Hades. That is Virgo and Scorpio. So Persephone would represent the Virgo, which is the harvest goddess, you know? Right. Um, And so what's so funny is she basically created a home in hell. So Virgos can create stability in unstable times. Wow. I actually love that. Yeah, I thought that was so, like, cool. So if Taurus is, like, a tree, Virgos are, like, vines, Okay, I I see that actually. I really see that. Yeah, <laughs> in a lot grounded. of Virgos I know. Okay, Absolutely. okay, love that. Um, next is Libra. That's an air sign. Libra. I'm dating a Libra right now. It's funny. Um, his I son know. is a Libra. His son is in Libra, October 18th. Yes. Oh my God, girl. Yes. Uh, okay, wait. So go into that, and then I'll I'll talk. <laughs> yes. So what is like is very interesting because Libras stand at a, like a fall. Um, Their sun is in detriment, I think, something like that. But basically their sun sign is based on other people. So you might find Libras, like someone who's a little bit more um, self-oriented might look at a Libra like, why do you give so much of your time away? Why do you give to these people who don't give a fuck about you? Or they are looked at as the balancing of the scales. And so when people think that, they think, oh, they're so balanced or, oh, they're so, but really they balance out the energy. So if there's a lot of negative energy, Libras can be even looked at like fawning because they will look at that threat and be like, let me equalize this. Let me make this passive for the collective. So it's it's super interesting to be around a Libra because- Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily think what's best for me. They're like, what's best for them? What's best for like, how should I orient my personality to like better be received? And 
I think people think that as like fake at first, but they don't understand the society. Libras usually are top of society along with Leo because they kind of understand the almost mask that they have to wear to be integrated in society because Libra wants to be received and acknowledged by society. I agree. I I honestly feel like a lot of celebrities are Libras. I don't know if you pick yes, up on that. Okay. Totally. Tyga, uh, okay. Doja Cat. Yeah. Gwen Stefani. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lil Wayne. Um, wow. which is actually interesting because I was I was talking about Libra. Okay, so I was talking about Libras recently because I I've been surrounded by Libras my whole life. So my dad, my brother, and one of my sisters are Libras. I did not know that. Wow. Girl, yeah. So. Not him being your opposite sign. Yeah, for real. So I've always had Libras in my life. And then I've, I've always had negative experiences with them. So I feel there was like a lot of like unhealed trauma surrounding Libras. And I felt that I was like really judgmental against them. Like if somebody were to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Libra, I would immediately just be like, okay, we're not going to get along. You know what I mean? And I had this like really fucked up mentality about it. And one of my spirit guides was like, you really need to work on that because it's it's something that you're you're projecting, right? You're projecting your unhealed trauma on every single Libra that you meet. And so I was like, okay, so I, as part of my, I know, well, it was hard though because I was like I don't want to be friends with these people (laughs) and then I'm like but what what am I what can I learn from them you know what I mean and so in my healing journey of forgiving like Libras in my past and whatnot I want to manifest Libras into my life now who I can learn from and who Mm. I will feel specifically I said that when I first met them, I would get along with them. And then later I would find out that they would be Libras. And then I would have that, like, you know what I mean? It's like a rewiring of your brain to be like, oh, wow. Like I actually get along with this person. And then I found out you're a Libra, but yet I already have, you know, I already have a good feeling about you because we've, we've been talking and I really like, you know what I mean? And literally since then I've had three specific Libras come into my life who I hit it off with right from the start and I really liked them and I felt that they were like really genuine and just yeah and then I was like what's your sign and they're like I'm a Libra and I'm like Ugh. and at first I was like no <laughs> and then and then I was like wait no this is what I wanted this is what I asked for you know and it's been really healing like it's been a really really big healing part of my journey right now but I also wanted to touch on what you were saying about them being the balancing, like the scale, because they are represented as the, as the scale. And I feel that a lot because of that scale, like it could be, it could be unbalanced, right? Like it could be one side is higher than the other. And I think, and I, I've seen this firsthand is that when, when Libras are unbalanced, they can tend to have a very bipolar type of personality. But then when they're, you know what I mean? But then when they're balanced or even the opposite, you know, side of the scale is tipped, they're a completely different personality. Think like, I don't know, like think like, okay, Eminem is, is a Libra. Right. And then like Will Smith is a Libra. And if you were to look at them, you would never think they were the same sign. 
You know what I mean? But I yeah. feel like they just like operate on like completely opposite sides of the scale. So that would that would be a whole other episode. We'll have to do like another one about like healed and unhealed versions of each sign. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on that because you brought up the scale, and I feel like that's something I've really been learning about Libra specifically. Something that I heard was, and I loved this because this is what I experienced from them, is um, the scales are kind of balancing light and dark. Mm-hmm. So I love what you said about like when they're, you know, dysregulated or unhealed, they kind of are bipolar. It's because they haven't made peace in this way. Like they haven't basically learned the Gemini lesson of integrating both of these. And so they are the scales within themselves, like needing to both show boundaries, but be compassionate. Like if you notice a lot of times a Libra who is dysregulated or unbalanced, they kind of only know one or the other. They only know one or the other extreme. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. That, see, you explain it so much better. (laughs) No, yeah. Um, I I was like, yeah, no, she ate. Yeah, that's totally exactly what it is. I was hoping I explained that well. Okay, so next is Scorpio. So they're a water sign. Um, I experienced Scorpio as like very mysterious, very, um, very dark but not in the way that people might perceive what dark is so energetically i know a scorpio is near me because i can feel their aura almost consume the room Mm. that kind of dark like the subconscious is powerful as fuck with them Mm -hmm. so i could see why they seem mysterious because they don't need to say too much they are surveying the room they are they kind of know who you are and what you like are representing when they first come in contact and i would even say that plays into why their sting is so bad because they kind of already knew so they're playing against themselves with like giving people the benefit of the doubt to be better than what they first judged them at Mm -hmm. but it builds up this resentment so that's that water simmering so i love that yeah and i've heard right 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 exactly and i've heard um like you said, like, because they are a water sign that like deep, you know, like that deep, mysterious, like think of, I've had people describe it as like, think of like the ocean. Like you don't know what the fuck is in like the deep parts of the ocean. And like, when you meet a Scorpio, you're just like, I don't know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, you know, because they're like, they, it's not like they keep it a secret. It's not like they, they want to be like closed off all the time, but that's just like who they are. Like their essence is very protected and guarded and they just feel really deeply and they retreat into that deepness, you know, that mysterious. I mean, I, I live with a Scorpio, a double Scorpio. So I see this all the time. (laughs) I almost think of it like sometimes like, are you even willing to dive down to my depths? You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people I think want them to swim up to the surface level and it's like, why should I exist on the surface level? Come swim down and be like deep and have, like these deep combos and I think that's what that weird mysterious label is is like I don't want to talk about fake how's the weather and uh, no 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 let's talk about your childhood trauma and why you show up though like that's totally Scorpio <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yes and then next we have Sagittarius um mm-hmm. the last fire sign yes. so tell us yeah tell us about Sagittarius. I experienced Sagittarius as the most intellectual of the fire signs. So in this weird way, they kind of are 
I would put them on the least fire full of it because they're so cognitively logical. So they okay. don't go with that first impulse. They will try and think it through and be philosophical about it. Well, I in agree. their attempt, you know, they're like, that's what they think in their head. That's what they're doing. But I find them to be really philosophers. Like uh, the Sagittarius I met usually are really big on like, um, weird enough, spirituality, law. Like they're just super into where your mind can understand things and how to enact them in life. Um, I also experienced Sagittarius like super dope with bringing things into fruition because of that logic behind the fire. Um, what else do I know about Sag? They're like, yeah, I don't know. They're fiery, but they're intellectual. So they, they're the ones who can argue and not get to like, I would say they can argue their point and you can feel them, but it won't be like, I need to blow up or fight you. It's like, no, 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 no. Use your logic. Use your words. Let's mm-hmm. really go at this. Mm-hmm. That's what I experienced Sagittarius like. <laughs> okay. And then Capricorn is Earth. Yes, Cap. Cap is like my, um, I have a lot of cancer placements. So the opposite sister sign to cancer is Capricorn. Okay. So they're like dad energy, Sat- Saturnian ruled. Um, I know them to be super hardworking um they also just don't like to ask uh, Capricorns are usually like the kid who had to take on way too many responsibilities mm-hmm. and so they learn this sense of like I gotta get it on my own I gotta provide and okay. so they're super driven by like this earthly element but also like being able to provide that for like the ones they love so this one guy explained it kind of like Capricorn is the goat that scales the mountain. So mm-hmm. they do so much work scaling the mountain that they can seem colder distance because they're so far up in the mountain. It's hard to resonate with people down on the bottom level because they're up at the top working hard. Mm-hmm. So when people perceive like, oh, well, a Capricorn is unemotional or anything like that they kind of look at it like if I was to become an emotional wreck, who's going to govern this estate? Like who's going to take care right. of what needs to be taken care of? You know, mm-hmm. that's how I experienced them. That's definitely earth element. Vibes totally. for sure. <laughs> okay. And then next we have Aquarius, which um, earlier you were saying that a lot of people mistake them for a water sign. I remember um, you and I did a market together. I think it was in Waco and somebody had said that they were an Aquarius and they're like, yeah, water sign. And you're like, actually, like, I hate to break it. I hate to be that person. But (laughs) Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about Aquariuses. Aquarius is the alien. It is the um, so their opposite sign is Leo. And I just feel like this out of all the sister signs, they really help explain each other. So Leo wants to be acknowledged and in the spotlight. Aquarius has the same want, but they don't want to be in the spotlight. They want to be acknowledged in this like unique and interesting way. And so you'll see most people with Aquarius, they need to feel unique in some way. Like they'll make themselves an outcast just to feel different. Okay. It's it's so interesting. Um, 
But also with this, they have this perspective that is so objective, it can be scary. Like they can take themselves out of first person and look at the situation from like a different perspective and judge themselves and other people from like a non-emotional. Wow. It's really interesting. Okay. And then last we have Pisces, which is water and totally. your sun sign. Yes. Um, I think Pisces are like dreamy and intuitive. But what people don't know is we can like, so it is fantasy to others, but they don't know that Pisces can actually bring in these fantasies by how much they believe in them. So that dream element is actually not um, a figment of their imagination. It's them perceiving past the senses. So they almost, they connect in Scorpio in this way because they just use all of these. um, So think about it like, okay, if they're a water element and they can connect to the water in the air, think about how much information the water in the air holds. So when they're not grounded and they're up in their head thinking like, everybody's like, this girl, she's, she doesn't get live. She did it. But then once they touch down to the ground and they bring all of this higher there, people are like, whoa, what the fuck? This is mm-hmm. what you've been like doing in this disassociative state. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also think um, I, I've, I've seen both light and dark of Pisces. Don't get me wrong. Pisces are the siren. And I don't think I can even like negotiate with people on this. They are so either manipulative or inspirational with their words. Okay. Interesting because, <laughs> okay. Well, so going, so, so we, we just finished with all the signs. So then going into like the planets on a chart and then the sign that they're in, the fact that you said that was really interesting because my Mercury, right, which is the planet of communication Mm. and then my venus which is the planet of love are both in pisces so you're saying that they can be really manipulative or really inspiring with their words and i feel that i am both of those in especially in those planets because like with mercury so as a writer as someone who can communicate their feelings really well their thoughts really Mm. well um i i do have narcissistic tendencies when trying to communicate sometimes you know what I mean and it can be very manipulative but then also I do have people where like wow you like really inspired me with like what you said and like I really like your writing and this and that so I definitely definitely resonate with that 100% I totally could see that like just just people's um understanding of what's going on so Mm -hmm. the manipulative side I think comes in when they don't take in consideration how their energy affects people exactly yeah because we're so like you know mercury and pisces you could have people in tears and not even like know that you said something touchy and it's Mm -hmm. like oh shit what the fuck yeah i I did not mean that but okay (laughs) so back to the chart um we just went through all the signs right and then with the planets like i was saying think of the planets as characters And then whatever sign they're in, that is like the actor portraying that character. So like with what we were just talking about, my Mercury being in Pisces, those Pisces characteristics coming forward 
through the planet of communication, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's just touch on that. I mean, like we obviously don't have to go through every single um, planet and stuff, but is there a certain planet that you candy feel really, I don't know that you've either worked a lot with in your chart or that you feel really encompasses whatever sign that it's in. For me, of course, it's the moon. Okay. So cancer and the moon. Um, how how those two connect? Let's start with that, right? The moon literally controls our tides. And so when we think of our body being like 70% water, it's literally like pulling and like ebbing and flow our emotional state. So when we think of cancer as ruled by this luminary that goes through these different phases, cancer too goes through these different phases. Okay. I love that. So like the, the different um, kind of phases of the moon and how it's a cycle, Mm -hmm. that's totally indicative of like how cancer is personified just because the moon has so many different like phases that it goes through that's why even cancer is looked at as being like moody Mm because their mood is maybe not stable in one phase okay okay and then um since i touched on my mercury what what's your mercury in what sign is your mercury in my mercury is an aquarius okay so let's compare those let's talk about that so tell me about your aquarius mercury and then i'll talk about my pisces I feel like I'm very, um, so for the input, like I like to break down Mercury and input versus output. output. Um, My input is like, I really, really like having a conglomerate of information. So Mercury and Aquarius, I almost feel like is both trying to um, understand all the nuance of things, but also... I think about it like a like a computer, like an AI, right? So having like Aquarius as my Mercury makes my information taking in almost that of like a computer. Um, and so then the output is like, sometimes I can have like word vomit. Like I had to learn over time when people are disinterested in what I'm talking about, or um, maybe when I'm being a little bit too, uh, like I'm pushing too much, like, mm-hmm stuffing too much information into someone and so that's like little things about mercury that i have to like oh okay cool cool cool. that's that's how i communicate but if someone has maybe a um like you have a pisces mercury Mm -hmm. that's like that shows me how to be a little bit more like emotionally aware like that is so important for an aquarius mercury because we're so intellectual sometimes we can bypass the way that we might make someone feel Mm -hmm. by what we're saying I love that and then just talk about Venus and then I guess we could start wrapping it up a little bit because I feel like Venus is a big a big one for a lot of people and um or when when people ask me especially couples they're like oh are Mm. we compatible you know or whatever and like based off of their sun signs and I'm like no but what's your Venus sign (laughs) what are your guys's Venus signs because I feel like that (laughs) I mean, that, I mean, Venus is the planet of love. So that's all about, like you were saying, that's your love language and how you show love, how you receive love, et cetera. So my Venus is in Pisces as well. What's your Venus in? So my Venus is in Aquarius. 
Oh, wow. So we have the same. Oh, my gosh. How funny. So you have Aquarius, Mercury, and Aquarius, Venus. Oh, my God. I love that. Okay. So, okay. So, so talk about an Aquarius being, like, talk about that. Talk about Aquarius, Venus. So there's, like, different sides of Aquarius, right? To start this off at, like, the surface level is Aquarius seems like they need really different partners or, um, you know, really eccentric just like out of the norm type of love um they're probably down for more of like the um what is it called spontaneous things like not so much a show about it but seeing how much thought was put into how different can you be in your wooing um and then not only that but deeper into it i feel like aquarius venus needs freedom in the tradition oh so, like, it's not that they're not monogamous, but they don't like the idea of being, like, giving away autonomy. So, no one owns anyone. Uh-huh. So, an Aquarius Venus might seem polyamorous or um, into multiple partners simply because they haven't found a partner that makes them feel safe while offering freedom. Okay. And then, personally, for me... Um having a venus in pisces so again what you were saying about pisces being very like inspirational very like dreamlike and stuff i'm a very like i'm a romantic at heart like i am all about love letters and always making sure that angel kisses me goodbye like (laughs) like, things like that i'm just like yeah um i would even say like as a Pisces Venus, would it just light you up if somebody was like, I had a dream about you? Oh my gosh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Angel never you. Angel never dreams and never remembers his dreams. Or if he does, like it's not about me. And I'm like, how dare you? Like literally make something up. Come on. <laughs> right. I know. Like just tell me that you did okay. Um no, I yeah, extremely, extremely romantic. It ties in really well with my Mercury being in Pisces because I communicate mm-hmm. my love very very effectively like I when Angel and I first started dating like I feel like not that I love bombed him on purpose but I just feel like I was so over the moon happy that I like found my person and like I was like okay now I can actually finally be like 100% romantic with this person and like you know what I mean because in past relationships I always felt like I had to hold back because I was like I don't know if this is the one you know yeah and then when he and I found each other, and that's like a whole other episode topic, but just the circumstances leading up to it and all the confirmations and all that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And so I would just like exploded. Like I was like, oh my gosh, now I can be like my most romantic self, like just pour all this love on him and stuff. And he doesn't like, it's not that he doesn't reciprocate, but that's just not his way of showing love. And so it was, it was something that I had to learn because I was like, okay, this is how I show love and this is how mm-hmm. I want to be loved. Um, but it's not necessarily how he receives the love and his Venus is in Libra. So his is again, bring that scale back into the picture and it's about balance. Like, yes, he is very affectionate, but like, not like a hundred percent of the time, like I am, which isn't, which isn't bad. It's not wrong. It's just something so funny to me because I'm like (laughs) over here just being completely Mm -hmm. over the moon you know as a Pisces Venus no that's interesting because um sometimes Pisces are even known to kind of like because they don't want to like hurt other people they kind of like stretch the truth 
So it's this, I love that you said that you're able to communicate your love because sometimes a Pisces Venus is at a detriment because they can't really like, like you said, they can't be all out and like that. And it's like, no, they're like totally supposed to, a Pisces mm-hmm. is supposed to show you what real love is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I read that too. Cause I was, when I was like really diving deep into, um, my Venus and Pisces I was like what like what all does that entail and everything and that was one of the biggest things is like Pisces will like show you what true love is like they will like be that person um to really emanate that you know in a relationship and stuff so I definitely resonated with that and then something about just like to add to Pisces Mm -hmm. is um some say that you know they are the sum of all the zodiac signs Oh, I've, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Yeah. So that's kind of why when you look up compatibility or anything like that, they, mm-hmm. in this weird way, say Pisces is very compatible with all the signs. It's because we have this piece of us that is connected to each. Mm-hmm. So I could even see that like you already kind of have a version of you that matches the way that he shows love and gives love. So in this weird way, you can stretch yourself. And mm-hmm. that is literally a Pisces gift is... Um, how I look at it is like, okay, so you have the elements, right? And this is just a little, little something I just want to add to the podcast. Yeah, but of course. I look at fire's love, like how can we merge? How can I be you? How can we consume kind of like lava eating up the earth and making it all part of the lava? Mm. So in this weird way, when a fire sign can't necessarily like, merge with a person they're like I don't know if this person's for me like Mm -hmm. and so earth is like they are fixed so they like they don't move they're they're trying to see like how can you show love to me being in this state Mm. and then the water and the air I understand like a little bit more so water think of the water molecules they want to feel connected with stretching the distance Wow, I love that. Yeah, they want to feel that connection, even if like the emotional connection should still be just as strong if Mm -hmm. we're farther away. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What you just said about the ocean. I just saw a picture of like a stream, like a little trickle of water. And then further down, it grows into a river. And then further down, it dumps into the ocean. Like even then, like it's still connected. Still connected. All that water. Yeah, I love that. And then air pushes it to the extreme. And it's like, let's not be connected at all. Let's Mm. see if we still have it. Let's see if we can still communicate and share love without necessarily, like, let me throw this air molecule all the way across the world. Like, how do we communicate now? How do Mm. we show love now? And so that's why air signs are kind of prone to like long distance because they want to see the test of like these different things. Because if you're (laughs) in my face, yeah, it's easy to make shit work when you're in my face. Mm -hmm. Huh, I've never thought about it that way. See, I love you. You just, you make me think. <laughs> you yeah, make me I see things too. differently. This is so fun. This is great. Just like the talking format is so, is so cool. I think what would be really fun is if we did another episode and went a little bit deeper into the houses on the chart. Yeah. And then I know you had talked about doing like a compatibility yeah. Or like the sun and moon sinistry and, you know, mm, dating someone yeah, with sinistries. all, you know, the south node, north node. That would be a totally different episode. Girl, I have because, so much oh, to say about that. I think that'd be dope. I'm even down to like, 
I, you know, you're a businesswoman. I feel like people could learn a lot from like the different things we've been through in like business as like artists and creatives, like making it work, living in this world like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think we definitely have like lots of fun topics. So I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, for listeners, I, so the way I met Candy was when I was still living in Colleen, Texas, which I hated. Um, And I went to, yeah. I went to a local Saturday market and met Candy there. Like she was, I was immediately drawn to her booth that she had set up there. And um, she was selling crystals and handmade jewelry and she's a fashion designer. So she had just like all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh. And we hit it off right away. I think we even exchanged numbers like that, that day. And then um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much where my idea for Awaken Alma was birthed. And then, Candy has been like a huge support and role model in, you know, a business mindset and, you know, strategizing with products and marketing and all that. So I was doing, I was doing the Saturday market with her at, um, at the clean Saturday market for, I don't know, it was pretty much the whole last summer, I think that I was there. And then we've, yeah, we've stayed really connected and bouncing, you know, business ideas off of each other and supporting each other on Instagram. Speaking of which, um, I will be putting Candy's Instagram and whatever other social medias she wants um, linked in the caption for this episode. So definitely follow her and um, yeah, girl, it was great having you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to do this again. It's going to be great. I, it was so it's such a pleasure um thank you everybody who's listening thank you for supporting Raquel like this is amazing um she just has so much insight and a beautiful perspective and yeah I think it's I think it's super dope to like understand that like we're the celebrities so everything that you have to talk about and share with the world like matters absolutely 100 percent. all right everybody have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next time bye